Hello, and welcome to Roots and Branches, the Pinewood Alumni Podcast. Join us as we dig into the captivating stories and remarkable journeys of the alums who have walked the halls of Pinewood School. Through this podcast, we'll reconnect with our past, celebrating the diverse experiences, achievement, and memories that have shaped not only our individual lives, but also the legacy of Pinewood. Our alumni have spread their roots far and wide, reaching out into various fields, industries, and passions. So whether you're a current student, a fellow alumnus, or simply curious about the power of education, come explore with us as we uncover the inspiring stories that make up the lush canopy of Pinewood's legacy. I'm delighted to welcome all of our listeners to the inaugural episode of Roots and Branches, the Pinewood Alumni Podcast. I'm Ann Wong, your host. As the Director of Community and Alumni Engagement, I'm thrilled to embark on this journey with you. Our first guest is Pinewood's President and Head of School, Scott Riches. As an alumnus from the Class of 1990, a devoted former parent, and a member of the founding family, Scott brings a unique perspective to the table. Scott holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Business Management from Brigham Young University. Welcome, Scott. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and it's an honor to include me in this inaugural podcast. And I have to admit, it's a little bit self-conscious. There's so many probably more worthy alums that have done some amazing things. So thanks for inviting me, and an honor to be here also. I think you're a perfect guest because the name of our podcast is Roots and Branches, and you are literally the roots and branches of Pinewood School. So let's start with just maybe you giving us a brief history of Pinewood and your earliest memories from your time here. Sure. Obviously, the history of Pinewood is certainly close to my heart. As many know, my grandparents started the school. So if it's okay, Anne, I'm going to give my grandfather's version of the history. I shadowed him for about six years, and I heard his story like year after year. So I'm going to give his version, which I think is accurate, but I'll just start with that if that's okay. Absolutely. My grandparents, they were living in Utah at the time in the mid-1950s, and my grandfather was actually a professor at the University of Utah teaching economics. He was also dean of the business school. My grandmother was passionate about education. She was majoring in education at the time as well. And while he was there at the University of Utah, he got offered a job to work for Stanford Research Institute, SRI, here in the the Bay Area. And so it was a unique opportunity for him. They packed their bags and moved their five children out here to Los Altos, California. And while he was with SRI, he was being commissioned quite a bit. It was a consulting firm. So he was doing a lot of traveling all across the country and actually the world. And he was commissioned to go to Australia for three months. And when my grandmother found this, she was nervously asked him, what in the world am I going to do while you're gone on this business trip for three months? And he jokingly and bluntly said, start a school. You're passionate about it. And so he left on this business trip. And then when he came back to his surprise, she had 100 students at their home in Los Altos, which is actually our current location of our middle campus, doing an after school speech and drama program. And what prompted my grandmother to start this is when they moved here, she noticed that there was quite a few students in the local neighborhood that were having trouble reading, writing, just their overall communication skills. And so this after-school speech and drama program really gave the students the confidence to read, write, and communicate. And it was so popular that, that she was encouraged to start a school. And so a couple of years later, she started a kindergarten and they added a grade each year. So we were a K through eight 
for many years. And then in the mid seventies, many in the Pinewood community that were attending the school said, you should start a high school, which was a very ambitious uh, task, obviously. And so in 1981, we started our first freshman class. And in 1985, we had our first graduating class. So it's a great story. And I think what's also interesting, the name Pinewood, how that came to be in the early years was called the Creative Center of Los Altos. And my grandfather, he grew up in the Depression, so had a really strong work ethic. And back then, in, during, again, the late 50s, Los Altos was Apricot Orchards, Foothill Expressway was the train tracks, a lot of open land. And so my grandfather loved to put his kids to work. So he ordered about 900 pine seedlings. They were about this big. They came in this, this shoebox, and he thought it'd be fun to have his kids plant these pine seedlings all around uh, the home in Los Altos. And they would plant them, some would die off, some would be nurtured, they'd water them. And as the plants grew, they would then transplant them, they'd give them to neighbors, they would sell them as Christmas trees, and thus became the name Pinewood School. So again, I think it's a very cool story and it's obviously close to my heart with uh, the family legacy, uh, but that's how it started. So are some of the pine trees that are around um, our campuses now from those times? Yes, they're, they're still sprinkled around the neighborhood, sprinkled around Middle Campus. Um, again, Middle Campus was the original home of my grandparents. The administration building that resides there was their original home. And many of the trees are around the neighborhood and even the campus itself. Oh, how fun. What memories to have to know that your parents and aunts and uncle at uh, one point planted those trees that are still on our campus every day. Yeah, they still laugh about it because I think at the time when they were young, maybe in the early teenage years, there was probably a lot of grumbling as they were, they were planting the trees and saying, why is dad and mom making us do this? But looking back, I think there's a, a lot of pride in that. That's wonderful. You were a student at Pinewood. What are some of your favorite memories of traditions or events during your time that you still remember and you really cherish? Yeah, so I was a student here, grades K through 12. So I have lots of memories. Maybe I'll start with some of my two favorite memories, and then we can maybe dive into some of the traditions that are still actually prevalent today. So when I was at Pinewood, I was very passionate about sports and then basketball was one of my favorite sports. So I played on the Pinewood basketball team. And one of the, my fondest memories, this was in the early years of, of the high school program. So we were a young high school but we had a very competitive basketball team. And so I was a freshman at the time. And I remember we were um, 23 and going into the, the playoffs. And, and back then there were just three divisions for high school based on the population of how many students were at your campus. Now there's actually six divisions. And so we were division three. We were one of the smallest schools, but still we were competing against schools that were much larger than us. And so we were 23 and 0 and as part of that, we qualified to play for the Northern California Division Three Championship up in Sacramento, Arco Arena. And I still remember that day actually going into the big arena. I was only a freshman at the time. We were actually playing this other school from Northern California that, that had uh, two six six seven forwards. I was only at the time as a freshman, only about five eight, so a little bit intimidating. It was like going against giants. But what was so fun was just the the school spirit that we had. We chartered several buses and students from all grades, K through 12, came up and cheered us on. And to me, that's one of my fondest memories from a, a sports uh, perspective. And then I, I would also tied into with that also another basketball memory. My junior year, my uncle, who was the head of school at the time, Lynn Riches, was recently diagnosed with melanoma skin cancer, and he was going through 
some severe treatments of, of chemotherapy. And, and Lynn was, was everybody's biggest fan. He was such um, a legacy at Pinewood. Everyone loved him. He always had everyone's best interest. And of course, he was a big basketball fan. He was really into to sports. And so our team, in order to show support for him, we all shaved our heads our junior year, even our head coach, Mark Gardner. And to me, that still holds a lot of sentimental and emotional value of just showing support for, for Lynn Riches as a team and as a community. And, and that will always be a fond memory for me as well in order to, to support him. Yeah, I, I think uh, we have that picture in our front office at Upper Campus with uh, all the kids. And uh, we have parents, those kids are now some of our parents and they come in, and they see the picture. I often hear the, the story from them uh, about the, the team bonding and the fondness that they have for that, for Lynn Riches, as well as for the teammates themselves and that whole camaraderie, which is much a part of who we are at Pinewood as a community. We come together and we rally together and we just have a lot of fun together. And so I think those are certainly, I would say, memories that have stood the test of time because not to say that you're old, but those are from quite a number of years ago. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, I'm sure, but just the, the values of Pinewood being the, the family atmosphere, the sense of community. We grow together, we cry together, we have trials together, and that just makes us stronger. Absolutely. That's what family is about, right? That's right. Yeah. So can we um, talk about just some of the traditions of Pinewood that still are around in all the different campuses? Sure. As I look back on my time at Pinewood, there's so many great traditions that I think about. But as I was reflecting, I think there's maybe we'll start at, at each of the campuses and because many of these traditions are, are still active today. I think one thing that comes to mind is, as I recently said, Pinewood was originally founded as an after school speech and drama program. And so the drama performances have always stayed true to the Pinewood values and kind of to the core of my grandmother's vision. And so I remember even in lower campus being in the Pinewood drama performances. And I will have to say I was super shy. So I, I dreaded those performances when I was that age. But I look back and I think that was a big contributor to, to my communication skills. And even today, as parents come to our plays and things of that nature, the drama performances are a, a key element of, of the school. And so I remember those. I wouldn't say necessarily fondly because I was so shy and nervous to be on stage, but I do remember how important they were and how important they, they are, are today. So I think that lower campus really stands out. I think at middle campus, I, I loved sports. Um, I loved sports growing up and I was probably more competitive than I, than I should have been. I always looked forward to PE every day, but my favorite day of the year was sports day at middle campus. And, and those alums that were at middle campus, remember that you get divided on the pine team and the wood team, and you had the, all these competitions against each other where you would, if you won, you would, you know, get a certain amount of points. And at the end, we'd have this culmination obstacle course where that would also, you'd get the most points for winning the obstacle course at the end. So everybody would line up and it was a lot of pressure. You were jumping over hoops and crawling under things and everyone was cheering you on. And back then all the parents were there. It was a little bit different now. We've made it less competitive, obviously, but that was a, such a fond memory being pine versus wood with the culmination of the sports day. And so that really jumps out at to me uh, at middle campus. And then upper campus have so many great memories, just the school spirit while I was there. And even the school spirit now, we had the winter formal cruise out on the bay. That's still a tradition that that embodies um, the students and it's a fan favorite. I still remember going out on the bay. And then of course, with my playing basketball for Pinewood, the Panther Pit was a huge all-time favorite 
that back then we had a very competitive boys basketball team and had some very competitive games. We would pack the gym. And I still remember being in that gym, playing with the students of all ages in the Panther pit, cheering us on. And of course, the Panther pit still holds true to that today for our, our big competitive basketball games. And I guess lastly, I'll say is just the school spirit in general. Spirit week was really big. We would decorate the hallways, um, decorate the gym, the assemblies. And I still think that's really what makes Pinewood unique for how small we are is just the, the strong sense of, of school spirit. And, and coupled with that, we have the Letterman's Luau at the end of the school year. This is for all the athletes to whoever played a sport. They all go to Aptos at the end of the year and we divide all the students onto teams and we have these fun, unique beach competitions. And that was founded, I think it was 1987 by Rich Israelson. He was our student body president at the time. And we still have the existing, we found this driftwood log that he found on that first inaugural day where we engraved the winners. And we still have that log back from 1987. So the Letterman's Luau, I still remember that as a student competing against my other classmates out on the beach, just having a fun time with one another. Yeah, those are definitely some great Pinewood traditions. I love the Panther Pit. I will have to say, I'm not sure that our oppositions love the Panther Pit. I think they all find it very intimidating. And I've heard a lot of grumblings and complaints from our opposition saying that they're just way too loud and way too distracting. But I know our students love it and it's part of the Pinewood traditions. Yeah. And I will say with the Panther Pit, the one difference now is our students have come up with much more creative cheers back then when I was there. And you're right. It's very uh, distracting and discouraging to the opposing teams to play against us our, on our home court. Definitely. Thank you so much for sharing those traditions. So as both as an alum and the president of Pinewood, you've seen the institution evolved. What has changed since your days as a student? And what are some of the core values that have really remained consistent throughout the years? I know like now most of our students have these things called iPads, of which I'm sure back in your days, there were more like pens, pencils and papers. Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And it's as you think back about how Pine was evolved, sometimes we just take a lot of things for granted. But I, I will say fundamentally, we have stayed the same, but have changed to meet the, the evolving needs of the students and the teachers. And I'll, I'll give it just a few examples. Our, our overarching mission and philosophy has stayed the same. Our, our values have stayed the same. But Students change from year to year, and in the history of Pinewood, we've had to meet the needs of students. And from a facility standpoint, I'll first start with that. We've completely renovated our, our lower campus back in, in 2008. Thanks to a, a very generous alum donor, we built the Pinewood Activity Center in 2010. And then in 2016, we completely renovated the, the middle campus, our grade three through six campus. So from a facility standpoint, we wanted to make sure that our facilities meet the needs of, of our students and then this generation. But I'll also say from just a faculty and staffing standpoint, we've also grown tremendously. What's interesting is that our student enrollment has stayed constant uh, during the history of Pinewood, just with the, the capacity of our campuses, but we have significantly grown in, in staffing. For example, we have four learning specialists spread across the, the three campuses. We have technology specialists. We have now three counselors, school counselors that are spread across the, the three campuses. And I look at those things and it's all, again, to support the needs of the students, to meet them where they are, whether it's academically, socially, mentally, it's all to meet the needs of, of the students. I think that's where 
we've grown. And of course, from a curriculum standpoint, we're always looking at best practices and making enhancements with the curriculum, but we're also staying true to our core values of what we've done well over the years, but also making sure we're staying abreast of, to meet the needs of the students. That's wonderful. But it, definitely the values of uh, Pinewood, you can see certainly from uh, my perspective as the director of uh, community and alumni engagement, I see a lot of our uh, alums and I interact with them and they certainly all carry the same values that um, we value and teach our current students on campus. And that's, I think, one of the things that makes Pinewood such a special place is we're now 60 plus some years old and those values haven't changed, even though the facilities and the technology around us have changed. So looking back, is there a specific piece of advice or wisdom you wish someone had shared with you when you were a student at Pinewood? That's a great question. I would think one of the things I was very involved when I was at Pinewood, but I think I took a lot of things for granted when I was there. And I think even my kids who are now in college, I think even them reflecting back on Pinewood, I think they also took things for granted. So I guess number one, don't take anything for granted. Use your time wisely to try new things, especially for our students at Pinewood. It's such a unique opportunity to find your passions, your interests, to, to build your confidence. Don't be afraid to, to try new things and get out of your comfort zone. I think that's part of it. And then also, uh, we have a funny quote within our, my immediate family. And there's a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. I'm a very type A personality, and sometimes I will get irritated if thing doesn't, things don't go well. And so there's a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And I think that's great advice for everyone in general. There's bigger things that we should probably be worrying about. If there's something trivial, again, don't sweat the small stuff. And I think just focus on the big picture, do your best, and everything will work out. As long as you strive to do your best, I think in the long run, everything will work out. And if I had that advice when I was at Pinewood, I probably would have tried a few more things. I maybe would have got, gone out for, I wasn't a, a choir person, but maybe I should have gone out for the choir or, or done additional things. And what I, I'm so proud of with our students is how many different things they try. We have students that are on the football team, but that are also singing the choir. They're in the high school musical. They're on the journalism staff. They're with work with student council. And again, find your passion, find your interests, and that ultimately will just build your confidence and prepare you as you go forward. Yeah, that actually is one of uh, the letters in Whisker, right? Roundedness. And I know that there was a football game where our kids were, I think, in a really tight game. And those starting line players actually had to rush off the field as soon as the game was done so that they can uh, hop into the play that was happening that night. So those are, I think, great uh, qualities for um, students to have. And we're at such a small school that it makes that transition between all the different uh, activities so much easier for them to be able to do. Thank you for that. Alums play often play a very significant role in supporting their alma mater. Can you tell us some of the ways in which Pinewood alums can make a positive impact on the school? Sure. Let me first say I'm so proud of our alums as I read about them in our Panther tracks and hear about what they're doing. I'm just so impressed with all the accomplishments that they're able to do. And I wouldn't even say it's necessarily success in the business world. I'm just so impressed that they're finding their passions and doing so many unique and creative things. And I think that just bodes well for Pinewood. It shows that once they leave our institution, they're willing to take that passion and interest and that roundedness that you talked about to try new things. So I'm again, I'm super impressed as I hear about all of our alums and what they're doing. And for, we just want you to stay in touch because it's so great and gratifying to hear where you are, what you're doing with your family and, and where you're living and, and all those things. But what, what I would say is, as far as 
engagement going forward, I think, and I'm not sure what the logistics would look like for this, but, and what processes we'd have to have in place. But I think the best thing for our alums would be how can they network with our recent college graduates and assist them with their career path? It's such a competitive world out there. And it can be sometimes daunting for our recent college graduates to know what career path they should go down. And so I think having a network, whether it's through LinkedIn or, or other mechanisms to guide our, our Pinewood students that are recent college graduates of what they should do for their career path. I think secondly, being a resource for our students when choosing where to go for college, this can also be very stressful for our students. And again, I'd have to think through the mechanisms or structures that we'd want to have in place, but we have so many alums that have been across the country and the world at different institutions and our students having a mentor of where our alums have gone to school and sharing the experiences, I think could be a great attribute. Like I said, we'd have to think through what type of structures we'd have in place, but those are some of my visions going forward, having the alums kind of mentor our students, not only with their career path, but where to go to college. And then thirdly, just keeping us posted of and staying engaged with Pinewood because we love to hear about what you're doing and all the exciting things that are happening and yeah, th those types of situations. Yeah, definitely Pinewood for such a little school. We have um, really fantastic alums that are doing just really interesting things and just a wide range of things. Anything from being in the tech world to being in the performing arts world to just everything. And then they're all over the place too, which is always really fascinating and great for Pinewood. And definitely, I think a lot of our students having grown up in the Silicon Valley area don't always know what some of the options are. And it's great when our alums can shed a light on their paths and their places of college and their careers in, in the world. So what are some of the exciting developments or plans that you can share about Pinewood's future direction and initiatives in the coming year? So I talked about this a little bit earlier, but just about our facility renovations in order to meet the needs of our, our students and, and what we want to accomplish educationally. Some uh, recent exciting developments uh, we announced a year ago that we recently signed a 40-year lease with the Palatine Unified School District for Upper Campus. And as many of our alums and alum families know, it's always been a vision to own something permanent for Upper Campus. But as you can imagine, it's just a challenge here in the area, not only with affordability, but the right zoning and even just available land. And although we've been searching ever since my grandparents were involved with the school, it's just been a, a real challenge. And so we figured our next best option would be to secure a 40-year lease with the Palatine Unified School District. And so just in the last year, we made that exciting announcement where we now have a 40-year lease. And so what that means, it now gives us the opportunity to really think about what improvements we want to make uh, at Upper Campus, knowing that we'll be there for 40 years. And so we, we started the process also a year ago to think about some master planning that we would want to engage with in order to completely renovate the entire campus. We've interviewed, we had the teachers meet with the architect, we've talked to parents. And so that's, that process is now underway. And of course, there's going to be some significant fundraising involved with that and a capital campaign because our goal is to, again, to completely renovate uh, the entire campus. And, and really the goal is not only just to modernize the campus, but to make sure our quality of spaces match the quality of our programs. We're very proud of what we offer at Pinewood and, and our students deserve spaces and our teachers deserve spaces that can meet the needs of our, our current students. And so some of the exciting, if you want to call it spaces that we're considering a robust makerspace lab to incorporate some of our design engineering classes two computer labs for computer science classes, a state-of-the-art performing arts center that could seat over 200 people with the stadium 
style seating with a full stage and dressing rooms and prop room, things of that nature, a dining hall, a wellness center, state-of-the-art uh, science classrooms. So again, these are the, we're, we're still in the early planning stages, but hopefully within the next year, we'll be ready to make some exciting announcements of where we are in that process. But to me, that's our big focus right now is to hopefully renovate Upper Campus to meet the needs of, of our students. Sounds like exciting future coming up uh, in the very new future too. And as we move along this process, hopefully we'll be able to get some of our alums involved and keep them abreast on uh, this exciting next phase of, of Pinewood. So thank you so much for your time, Scott. Um, it's been a pleasure to speak with you. Um, I just want to um, end it off with quick um, five question rapid round um, with you. So are you a, a morning person or a night owl? That's a great question. I'm laughing because I would say pre-COVID, I was a night owl. Post-COVID, I, I get up in the morning. We, As a school leader, we had so many challenges and so many decisions that we had to make with COVID and wildfires and storms. I decided I'm just going to get up early because like, we have to deal with so many things. So I would say now I'm a morning person. I get up at 4.30 every morning. I work out. It's a good time for me to clear my mind, but I will say I was formerly a night person, but I'm now a, a morning person. Are you a cat person or a dog person? So I'm not a pet lover in general. I will say that, but I, I do not enjoy cats. They rub up against you and I, they jump on you. So I'm not a cat lover. I do enjoy dogs. We, we have our own dog at, at our house, but yeah, so dog lover more than a, a cat lover for sure. Are you a, a salty person or a sweet person? Definitely sweet. There's certain sweets that are my weakness, and some teachers know this. The old traditional donuts, that's my weakness. So sweets for sure. I hear Stan's is your one of your favorite go-to. Oh, Stan's and, and Happy Donuts in Palo Alto. Yeah, those are probably the top two. Do you like books or movies? Definitely movies, which is ironic. As an educator, you think I should be reading constantly, but I, I read so many emails during the day. When I want to relax, for sure, just movies over books. Have you uh, caught a good one lately? You're going to put me on. I'll have to think about that. I'll pass on that. I, I, I wasn't prepared for that question. I, but yeah, I, I, nothing comes to mind right now, but I'd have to give it some thought. <laughs> Sandwiches or salad? So I like the taste of a sandwich better, but to eat more healthy, I would choose a salad. <laughs> You're very disciplined with that. <laughs> Thanks again for your time, Scott. It's been great having this conversation with you. And I look forward to sharing this with our alums and the Pinewood community. Thanks. It's been great to be here. Again, I'm honored that you've included me in the inaugural podcast. And go Pinewood, go Panthers. Absolutely. Thanks again. And that is another inspiring episode of Fruits and Branches that comes to a close. We hope you enjoy this journey through the diverse paths our alums have taken, from their roots at Pinewood to the branches that have reached far and wide. These stories remind us that our time at Pinewood School was just the beginning of a lifelong adventure, and the connections we forge here continue to shape our lives in unexpected ways. Thank you for tuning in and for being a part of the celebration of our shared heritage. Remember to subscribe, share, and stay connected as we continue to explore the ever-growing branches of the Pinewood alumni community. Until next time, this is Roots and Branches, where Pinewood's legacy continues to blossom.